Welcome, 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 everybody. You are listening to the official Ron's Rants, season two, with your hosts, of course, Big E, Big Easy, recording live from my crib. Season one has ended off on a good note. I have had many uh, guest appearances on here with great topics. However, season two, we're going on a whole different level. I'm bringing you new episodes, new topics, new guest speakers, and many more. So hold on tight, y'all. Season two gonna be a little bit. A li- it's gonna be a little different. So I want y'all to tune in, cause we gonna be spitting that real. Pretty much. I have my blood brother, K. Gill, all the way from what? Chadyville. <laughs> Chadyville, Louisiana. Yes, sir. The home of the uh <laughs> of the house. <laughs> I'm just playing. So yes. So today you're going to have a discussion about preachers' kids. PK. We are preachers' kids. We are pastors' children. Brought up in the church since day one. <laughs> Some of us ain't had a break since. So, we pretty much know how life has been with the church. We probably won't be able to see our lives without the church. Well, let's get into this. So, uh, like you said, welcome guys to the podcast. All right, calm down. You don't take over my stuff. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Tell me... Give us a description. Like I said, we're both preachers kid, but give me your point of view on how life was when you was a preacher's kid. What you know, what went on as a kid, school, church, how you treated, and so on. Okay, so well, I guess the first and obvious thing is <laughs> when you're a preacher's kid, you know you're gonna be at church every Sunday, every, <laughs> every Thursday, every Tuesday for a prayer meeting and the side services, but so, uh, I mean, <laughs> when you think about it in the church aspect, I'm not going to lie. Preachers kids a lot of times are the church celebrities. That's true. <laughs> and them ushers can't tell you nothing. When you, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we used to be cutting up just along with them kids in the nursery, <laughs> in the cafeteria. But they would not tell us nothing because they knew better. They knew better. Yeah, our grandma was the apostle of this house. Do not yeah. talk to us. <laughs> not not yeah. I'm going to lie. That's the truth. But, um, yeah, so we got to see a lot of the background stuff that was happening at the church, everything that went along with it, whether it was drama, whether it was the practices. We saw the good and bad of running a ministry, but uh, and that's all inside the church. But outside, obviously, that is a label that does get thrown around a lot when somebody knows you. Pastor of a, of a, of a, a child of a pastor. Preacher's kid. They'll call you the preacher's kid. I know you used to be what they call you, preacher boy. Preacher boy on deck. That's, that's yeah, what you, you, you didn't have to add that to that. <laughs> My senior year high school, I remember Jack told me that. Jack was like, hey, ain't your brother preacher boy on I said, bro, how you remember that? That's funny. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you get a lot of comments. Uh, preacher boy, with people, kids be doing stuff. You know, our kids, teenagers, being like, oh, Kylan, the preacher boy, blah blah blah. I used to get that a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, but you know, me, holy roller. You, yeah, holy roller. But you know me. I, to be honest, I used to embrace that stuff a lot because I, mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't ashamed of being Christian, and like I never felt like I was. 
I never felt like I was being left out or whatever. It just was like something people would say. Blah, blah, blah. So, you, so you do say you were picked on a lot for being a preacher's kid. Would you say picked on or were you treated differently? <sighs> I mean... I know definitely. nobody wants to be around you for one. That's false. That's definitely false. <laughs> that, so they want to be around you? Yes, bro. I know some of them Don't they didn't like. They thought you was gonna snitch. And that stuff. was your friends. But, we could call them out all, by name all if right, you like. Calm down. Calm down. No name anyway, calling on here. No. Anyway, nobody ever didn't want to be around me because of that. But I never had any bad. Obviously, they teased like they teased everything else, but they wouldn't call it picking on or bullying or anything like close to that. No, it wasn't nothing like that. Now some of them. They, you may say that they may think yourself, mm-hmm. or you're putting yourself on a high pedestal just because we're pastors' kids. With they think we're better than the next. <laughs> so why do you think people do that? Okay, I'm not even gonna front. <laughs> in my case, at one point in time, don't, you don't say you thought. That. <laughs> no, let me finish. At one point in time, I'm not even gonna front. I've changed, but at one point in time, that kind of was my demeanor, in a sense. I was, I would be like, I wouldn't just look down on people, but I'd be like, man, I'm safe, man. I'm, I ain't, doing, <laughs> I ain't doing what all these other people are doing. So that's 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 the kind of pride I had about being a preacher kid or being a Christian ball I had growing up. Which yes, that is that can that definitely can't turn to pride once you take it too far and you you're saying you this and other people are that. And yes. so yeah, that's calm down. I'm disagreeing disagree with you saying this And yeah, that that's that's definitely can be a negative and that's so, annoying talking to people like that. I know that. I've changed, like I said, I've changed from that. That's uh, something bold to say on recording, but okay. <laughs> uh yeah, that's true. I thought that was just a feeling, but you you actually Shut up. That. Like I said, this is this <laughs> it was way in the gap. When I got to my later high school years, all this had changed. I'm talking about like middle school and stuff. And I wouldn't treat anybody differently, but I know what my my way of thinking you was. You just thought your way of life was so much higher than people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like I said, I, I I mostly kept this in my head. I didn't just outright treat because I was a I was always known as a nice kid, bro. I didn't yeah. treat nobody different. Teachers know that. My classmates know that. You look quiet. But I, I was mean, quiet. Yes, I was quiet. Kid. Showing cuts. That like was a that. big part of being a. Obviously, that was a big part of being <laughs> a preacher's kid. Like that was one of the reasons I was so quiet. People who know me, if y'all listening, I, they know I was quiet in school. I, me being a preacher's kid was a big part of that because I was so hardcore trying to abstain from things that I just knew was bad and I just thought was of the devil. <laughs> I didn't partake. That's all. That's all. So. I kept my distance in a lot of cases, a lot of stuff, which, I mean, hey, that's just how it was. Okay. So, uh, and I'll, um, okay, so in regards to your parents, your, of course, our dad is the pastor. Not just, you said our grandma, which is the, she is our pastor, apostle, but let's go to our household. Um, our dad and mother were pastors. So standards were too high, or do you believe it, it should have been more balanced, or do you believe that, for example, some people in families they the, the pastor the father tries to instead of the child for forming a relationship with God for themselves, they get them to do all kind of stuff just cause uh, just cause you know they say so. So how do you feel about that? And what has it done to you? What way 
if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. Uh, so yeah, okay, I'm not gonna lie. That's a big point right there. That's a big point. Um, definitely, because I learned this, like I said, I've been growing a lot, especially when I left the house and stuff like that. I've met a lot of new people at, uh, at LSUA where I'm attending college and I've been myself growing in my relationship with God and things like that. And I've realized that not everything is just black and white per se, like some people try to portray it. So <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that parents can do, religious parents can do is make everything black and white and if the child deviates from whatever that that black and white is at any point it's just like harsh or strict discipline mm-hmm. i think that's where a lot of them mess up because you got to realize that kids growing up they're trying to find themselves they're trying to learn what's right what's what's really true and if you're just telling them don't do this don't do that but they're not forming reasons why they're doing these things that one these ideals and these these morals won't hold because they have no real reason they don't believe in a real reason why they're following it or they'll like when they do mess up they'll be you that's where kind of childhood trauma comes into play a lot of times because a lot of sometimes a kid's Ability to be unique or be a free thinker and think for themselves can be stripped away because parents aren't giving kids the the chance to speak their mind sometimes or say what mm-hmm. they think. It's just if this ain't going in in order of what I'm telling you to do, then uh uh-uh, uh you all you all in the wrong blah blah blah. Right. So there's basically they don't have they can't experience life for themselves. They can't experience experience God for themselves. So basically, they're just doing what their parents are telling them to do, which is basically living in vain. Is that correct? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like, I I do think, yeah, you obviously, when raising a kid, you do obviously set guidelines. You tell them what's right, and you tell them what's wrong, and that's a fact. But the moment where they may miss the target on something that they're doing, the moment that they make a mistake or get something wrong, that doesn't just mean. <laughs> uh, Punish like that doesn't just mean hell's fire will be rained on them for whatever it was they did. Like you got to sit down and explain to them why something is wrong, why they shouldn't do it, giving them valid reasons. So basically, be more concerned about their well-being instead of just hell punishment. Even though we all know punishment is. A part of life. Yeah. Every parent's going to give you punishment, but that's not the first reaction you should have. Definitely. Yeah. Like, you can even put that in biblical terms. To be honest, more developed Christians should be held to a higher standard than either people who aren't Christian or people who are just jumping into the game. Like, you can't hold something against somebody if they're just learning or this is their first time learning. Now, if this is something, that a reoccurrence that they know better, that that's more room to be to, for punishment for parents, I say. But, because like, my dad always says this, Pastor Ernest. <laughs> Pastor Gillum. <laughs> Pastor Gillum. To, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. So like, the more you know, that the more you should be held accountable. So, like I said, in these early developmental years, 
some slack should be should be given and this should be an explaining process because kids are just like learning and stuff and like i said if it becomes an issue and they know better and they're still doing stuff yeah i mean you got to punish them that's that's just a part of raising kids right and most preachers kids the well the parents are very strict they were you couldn't go to parties you couldn't drink of course you couldn't do listen to secular music secular movies uh so what do you think about that do you believe that was too far what do you think about that now secular music movies what's your limit <laughs> yeah so uh <clears throat> like i said okay so with things like that obviously it comes back to the reason of why you be cutting all that stuff out uh I know for one thing, I do try. I do try to stay away from things that are promoting negative, like negative anything, like monogamy, drugs, lust. sex, lust. Yeah, definitely trying to stay away from things <laughs> like that. That I'm not forcing anything on other people, but every time I do something, I give them an explanation, and if they don't disagree, that's fine. They might have their own reasoning behind it. I have Christian friends right now who may watch some stuff that I wouldn't watch or listen to stuff that I wouldn't listen to, but I won't just say they're not a Christian because they do that. Maybe they either maybe they have growing to do, or maybe they just believe differently. They have different beliefs. People's standards are different a lot of the time, so um, I think a big part of that is being able to trust your kids in the way you raised them and knowing that they can make standards for themselves as they get older because one thing i know for sure one thing a kid hates is when a, if they feel like a parent doesn't trust them that makes kids want to act out more sometimes half the time makes them more rebellious yeah makes them more rebellious you would know about that and uh excuse me <laughs> Just because you think you was a golden child. JK, I was nothing. not a golden child. Even though people keep looking at me like that, I was not a golden child, though. I definitely did some dirt. You did everything day. daddy told you. That's no. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did do that in a lot of cases, but I was definitely, I was far from a perfect child. Just so. Well, you were pretty close. You were pretty close. Shut up. You, you had a good life, little life. Shut up. You now, see? <laughs> Shut up. Now, uh, another question. So, when did you change? When did you get to that point in your life where you, your mindset was changed in, re in regards to um, basically your perspective and your Christian mm. walk? Like you said before, you thought you were <laughs> yeah. better. But when did you start realizing that we aren't as good as we think as preacher's kids? Actually, we may be worse. Speak for yourself, but uh, <laughs> oh, that's the truth. A lot of them, they, people think preachers' kids are perfect. Like we don't sin. Okay. We a like, lot of them do more sinning than the sinners. I'm a, okay. Before I even ask that question, I'm gonna put it like this because we we used to talk about this a lot. Preachers' kids either they go one or two ways. They go to both extremes. Either they really good, they turn out really good, or they turn out really bad and rebellious. <laughs> And that's just a fact. There's no in between when it comes to Christian kids. Either they listen to every single thing, or they don't listen, and they go out. And now there are some that listen to both. There are some that's in Ooh. the middle. Name one. Myself, of Boy course. Stop. Boy, stop. I'm not saying I'm really good or really bad. And you know I ain't no really bad. Yeah, so we're going, that's next really episode. Really bad means next episode. Drugs, alcohol. <laughs> All I, that. That's a story. Next episode. Don't you have a confession episode? We'll talk about that. Don't be. Don't be speaking about 
new episode anyway. Boys, okay, but uh, yeah, back to the question. So when I started coming to the realization of things, it started to change my mindset. So like I said, I used to do that that pride thing I had issue. That was heavily in more of the middle school era, going into a high school a little bit. But during my high school, like from sophomore to senior, I was more just like on the chilling side. I wasn't really doing much of anything. Like I wasn't too, too... I mean, I was into my faith, but not like publicly, blah, 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 like that. People knew, but I wouldn't talk about it, like talking about it. I'd say I was a Christian, but other than that, nothing. But it was really when that summer, going into my college year, that I decided I was going to, like after thinking and, and praying about and whatever about it, I decided to like kind of rededicate my life to God. But this go around, I knew that I was going to be seeking truth kind of for myself and not just taking what people told me as 100% fact because that's what I've been doing my whole life anyway whatever somebody told me I just take that and run with it and that's what I would use as the rubric for everybody else so basically you which basically you were trying to start your own relationship with God pretty much yeah exactly exactly I was trying to come develop reasons why I did that why I did the things I did why I even believed in God why I believed in Jesus why I did certain things. I was trying to re to be honest, it was the reconstruction of my faith. Correct, right? Because you um, continue on the <laughs> Yeah. My uh, I mean, to be honest, shout out to Andy Minio. There was one album he had that was about this. All right, I'm just kidding. No sponsorship oh, in, this, in this thing. Nobody paid me. Shut up. Uh, I did that on my last podcast. I used that a lot. Shout out. Three Minds Podcast, go check it out. Even uh, we they, did. Nope. Shut up, that's shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went under real reconstruction. And to be honest, it was a it was a messy process because I had to go back and rethink everything I was believing, to be honest. Not just to say it was all wrong, but just to go back and be like, find concrete reasons of why I believe this. So, and a good thing, reason to do that is so that when you're trying to help somebody else, you have reasons why you actually believe in this stuff and you won't just say, oh, because I was raised like this. Or because somebody told me. I want right. that real reason, I want to find it. And so, like I said, it was a messy process because I ain't gonna front. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no names, but when I would come to certain people questioning things, about things that a, a Christian should know, air quotes, people would be start questioning me like, "Oh, you don't believe in that no more? Oh, you not? You, oh, you a false prophet?" I'd be like, "No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going back on it. I'm just trying to go through everything and realize why is this wrong? Why right. am I doing this? Why right. should I be telling people not to do this? Like, right? And that's that's a better way to for kids to learn. Even you can't just tell your kids you just do what I do, do as I say, do." <laughs> Jump and expect them to to know exactly to learn from that. Yeah, you have to give them explanation, reasons, exactly. even with punishment. You can't just whip your child because <laughs> you think they're doing something wrong with no explanation. Exactly, exactly. And you know, and I'm and I'm. Uh, I was gonna say when you decided to do, change all that, what what made you do that? Like, did you go to another church? That or when did you begin to learn <laughs> different things? Well, okay. Well, one one thing that kind of was the catalyst for my transformation was I started questioning myself like big time I was like am I growing where I'm at right now <laughs> in my relationship with God like I was literally asking, like am I going anywhere with this like or am I just staying standing still and that's something I didn't want to do in life I didn't want to just stand still in a spot if I was going to do something 
I was going to put my all into it, but I had to know why I was doing it. I have a real reason to do it. And so that was one of the main reasons that pushed me. And so when I realized I wasn't growing, I realized there were some things in my life that had to change. Like specifically where I was going to church, possibly like not to put down any church or anything like that. All right. <laughs> but even though you didn't put them down. <laughs> but like, yeah, I had to change some. I had to change some kind of who I was hanging with at the time. Yeah. Like that was a big transition for me. Your environment. From, from high school, yeah. From high school to college, that was a big transition. Where I was at, who I was hanging with, where I was going, that was big in my uh, decision and my life changing. So, uh, yeah. Let's get off of that. Because <laughs> I don't want to be, uh. What? <laughs> I don't want to get too drawn out because the time is almost out. Stop. Now, uh, one more. <laughs> now that's funny. While being a preacher kid, like I mentioned at the beginning, like a thesis, you always got to restate your thesis at the, at the end. Uh, shout out, what's her name, Miss Tiffany? She taught us that. <laughs> Miss Susan Grimmie on. All right, now this ain't y'all, the next. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like, yeah, preacher's kids. First of all, I'm going to say, being a preacher kid, whether I, it was a good or positive thing that I learned, it taught me how I'm going to treat my kids when... I do have them because I do plan on doing maybe some ministry stuff when I get older. So I've so learned. You're going to be a pastor. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We're going to see. I'm praying about it. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you're going to be just like you know that. No, boy, stop. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying nobody did a bad job. I just, I've learned. And they and I, even our parents, they've admitted they made some mistakes. And that's good. That's a big part of being a parent. Like, some parents are scared to admit they make mistakes, which I think is even worse for their children. The parents, I think they're just always right. Yeah, they think they're perfect. Yeah, like, it's good when parents can admit they made mistakes because that's learning, too. That's learning for both. And so I can say our parents did do some of that. So, yeah, like, I've learned what to do, what not to do with my kids when I do have them. And so, I mean, I'm going to be using that. But I can't say this, too. Even after, I'm, I don't regret being a preacher's kid for that very reason because I've learned a lot. And ultimately, it led to me making the real decision later on in life. So, and that was the most important decision of my life. All right, I got a question for you, <laughs> Biggie. So, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Now, you, you were a preacher's kid too, like me. But you were, to be honest, you were more involved in the church. You was the the, the head keyboard player for many years. What do you mean, was? I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> To this day, I mean, what you started, you started around what age? Like, uh... I started music being a musician at nine. Okay, so yeah, nine. So you were heavily into the music ministry aspect of the church. You grandma's little stooge. Apostle hey, calm, calm it down now. Okay, so grandma's dad passed dad and mom over the the the, the, the uh, praise and worship. So you was heavily into. So what, our dad was a pastor too. So so what's your experience with dealing with that side of your life? And then you got to go to school with that side of your life. So yeah. Uh, and this is going to be the last thing I'm going to say because this, this is a long story. I'm the first child, the oldest child, so of course I had the worst end of the stick with everything. Um, I Don't don't look at me like that because you know it's true. Not everything. Kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously you were the test subject. No, <laughs> yeah, because everything I did, y'all saw it. <laughs> no, I ain't doing that. Exactly. Hang on. It is true, though. It is true for yeah, any firstborn. Right. You need to test dummy. <laughs> yeah. So, 
And I'm the type that I'm not gonna. I, I never was the type to just take something you say and run with it. <laughs> now I did love the Lord. Obviously, they put that in did? my. I do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I do love the Lord, but I'm saying when I was a kid, that was instilled in us. Mm-hmm. We were raised right. Um. So, but growing up, it was growing pains. Cause you're trying to figure out. I'm the first child. We go to a school where people's completely different mm-hmm. from church. You think everybody your friend. You think everybody saved. <laughs> you think nobody can cuss and say anything. So I'm going around being. I'm hearing stuff I never heard before. Seeing mm-hmm. stuff I ain't never seen before. And I'm like, what's what y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah. weird. Well, they all, y'all, well, I'm not gonna say how I, I was weird. It's just we, we just had two different perspectives. Yeah. But um, middle school, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on that because that's those are the dumb years. Elementary, middle school. I mean, to be kids, so I mean, kids gonna act like kids. So, but I ain't gonna lie. High school, I mean, school period did teach me a lot that you know it's different than going to church. Life is completely different. You can't just go to church and be a certain way and go to school. You know what I mean? You got to be either with him or without him, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, and that's why they didn't really, you know, I'm not going to say hours. I'm going to talk more. Some parents, they don't give you a lot of free will. Now, I'm not going to say that you not, you know, be rebellious the entire time, but they don't mm-hmm. give you the opportunity to... Um, experience for yourself like for example instead of telling your child you're not going to this party you're not going to this dance you should be like um you know be mindful of your decisions you know think about it see what's going on do you think you need to be about around that environment you know break it down let them know what's going to be at these functions how to uh carry yourself it needs to be on lines of that instead of telling your child you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Like you said, everything needs to have a reasoning behind it. Yeah. And whatever you do, you know, you can all you I'm not uh, you know, dances, it wasn't well in my book, dances, you know, <laughs> it's a dance. People go to dance, you know, somebody gonna turn up, somebody's gonna get lit. <laughs> but don't mean you don't have you you know, you don't have to do it. You know, yeah. you can just go with your friends. You could do as long as you um do you're accountable for yourself like you said you you know what's right you know what's wrong so yeah yeah a big thing of that i think is some parents in that aspect i think that stems from being overprotective a lot of times like they so protective of what they don't want their kids to do that they try to close out any possibility so like for example like sex for example to they in their head to stop sex and old protective parent they're in their head to stop sex is don't let them go out and do no parties no hangarounds with boys and girls mm-hmm. together and stuff like that but when they do that when they stop you from doing that that makes you want to do it even more that now that's a big that's a big uh what's the word uh like uh that's a uh, 
<laughs> That's a big. What's the word? I'm I'm brain farting. Right? Okay, no, uh, you know when something like back. Oh, that back, back like a backfire. Like that's a big. Right. Like oh, there's a word, but I can't think of it. But yeah, that's one thing that backfires a lot of the time. They think what they're doing is making them not want to do it, but it's actually making them want to do it more. When people aren't allowed to do something, that a lot of times makes them want to do more. Shoot, look at Adam and Eve. <laughs> the one tree in the whole garden they was told not to eat from. That's the one that they ended up getting tempted and ate from, even though they had all the other trees because they were told not to do it. And humans, we just as human nature, we just have this curiosity about things we don't know much about. And we want to learn more and experiment. So, and that's another reason why you need explanations and not just don't do. So, right, but that don't even make sense because first of all, you saw God and all this. And- <laughs> You saw him, God. I'm not talking about your parent. God, <laughs> God, God is the father. <laughs> our heavenly father. He told you not to eat from that tree. And he still gave him free will, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, he told you. And you still, if you do that to God, what you think uh, kids doing these days? <laughs> but that's the truth. A lot of things, you know, we were told not to do. Basically, we uh we uh we was I can't think we strict um yeah. I saw this the other day we were talking about this the other day I saw that meme on Instagram talking about uh, strict parents believe that they're what they think that they're making kids be uh like do everything right but a lot of times them being strict is creating or teaching kids to be sneakier to mm. be lying manipulative to to be able to hide things well because Lord knows pretty much every child with strict parents, I guess you say, has at one point either snuck out, deleted some messages so parents wouldn't see, had to hide and do stuff. Because, yeah, like that fear of punishment is so severe in strict households, like it teaches you to do things that weren't even really intended. So that's another thing that back, that's a backfire with strict parenting. Especially with preacher's kids because we supposed to, especially if you go to church. <laughs> uh, we had experience where we went to church and they start telling our business. They couldn't believe we did some stuff. Oh, that, no. When we, that's why a preacher's kids, they have, to, they have to hide and do stuff. To, but anyway. That's, I'm not gonna lie, that's a good point because I feel like preacher's kids, I'm not trying to string this along. <laughs> the preacher's kids, or I would say preacher's kids are held to a higher standard in their household and even outside their household. You know good and well when you see somebody who's supposed to be known as a preacher's kid doing something that you feel like is wrong, people look at that worse than when you see somebody who ain't a preacher's kid doing it. And that's the truth. See, because, yeah, because they, they see you, they know they're a sinner. <laughs> Yeah. They see you. They know your your daddy a pastor. Yeah, and, and you still ain't doing right. Really? So it's like, wow, you so you so you must be one of these fake Christians. Exactly. And hey, that turned people off from God. To be honest, when they see stuff like that, big yeah, things. especially if you raise a certain way. Now, depend. You know, that's why you have to know. Uh, you have to learn stuff for yourself. Think for yourself, um, which is one of my big things. Uh, free thinking <laughs> yeah free thinking but you know also keep what they say in mind everything they say is not wrong yeah you know yeah. but they said a lot of good stuff told a lot of good stuff yeah it's just uh, the preacher's way you know it's just kind of difficult because everybody's different a lot of p- different uh, parents have their own beliefs in certain things but 
Um, yeah, so that's about all. We not we not gonna cut this stringing along. There's a lot we can say about preachers about that. So, uh, any last remarks? Uh, no. Shout out to Ernest Darkest, uh, <laughs> Pastor Junior. You know, I'm this. Anyways, what? You didn't have to do all that. <laughs> they not that. even gonna listen. Well, that's even better. Better reason to say. All right. So that's about all, folks. Thank y'all for listening to Ron's Rants tonight. If you have not already, make sure to follow my page, Ron's Rants, on Instagram. Um, make sure to view my previous episode if you have not already from season one, which was a banger, I would say. You got a lot of views. So, um, yeah. So, um, y'all have a <laughs> y'all have a great night tonight, people. And remember this. I, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not looking at you. I know where y'all live. So y'all might as well um, come on in, tune in, listen. Y'all ain't doing nothing tonight, I presume. Just got out of a high storm, electricity contest. <laughs> Can you chill out? Our lights just came back on yesterday. Couldn't record all week. So we doing good. So hope everybody's well from the storm. But the storm is over. Glory, hallelujah. All right, so that's all, and peace out. Peace and belief.